0: Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side?
1: Welcome to HIV Hope and Charity, a podcast series brought to you by TVPS, a charity that's been supporting people affected by HIV since 1985. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jess and we work for TVPS
0: and our aim is to get as many people as possible HIV educated. If you like the podcast, please rate, subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to part three.
1: Yes, of our World AIDS Day special. A bumper edition. I'm Mm -hmm. loving this. Are you? It's good. We've been on quite a journey, haven't we?
0: Haven't we? bit science this morning. Do you like I've still got my science glasses on? (laughs) Yes, I do. Especially a bit like brains from the Thunderbirds.
1: (laughs) And yet there is a likeness. (laughs) Okay, well, we are looking at the history of the Red Ribbon.
0: Oh, amazing. Yes. I know some about the history of the Red Ribbon. I know it's sort of one of the first
1: awareness ribbons, but I'm very interested to hear more. Excellent. Right. Get yourself sitting comfortably.
0: Oh, and before we start, I'm just going to say happy World AIDS Day again, everyone. Oh, that's lovely. I'm just trying to make it like Christmas Day.
1: You are, aren't you? (laughs)
0: There'll be cards next year. Greeting cards.
1: Okay, so we both know, but let's share with everyone else, that the Red Ribbon is used to show support to those affected by HIV. And it's worn on the 1st of December which is known as World AIDS Day. It's a global day of recognition, so not just in the UK. But we are going to look at how the day and the ribbon came about. So we're going to start with the ribbon first. So it
0: is... I'm yours, let me see, because I'm going to put a picture out. Let me see your ribbon. There. Beautiful. Do you like mine? Beautiful as well. Lovely. I placed it specially in a good place. I don't think it's like the poppy where there's like a specific... I don't know. I saw in the news this year, there's a certain way of are supposed to wear a poppy. I don't know.
1: No, Just with the on. ribbon, you can wear it anywhere. As okay. long as you're wearing one and it's prominent, I think that's good enough. Yes. Okay. Well, you said about it being one of the first, and it is reputed to be the first ribbon. However, the idea was based on the yellow ribbons worn to show support for American soldiers who fought in the Gulf War. There's a long association, isn't there, between like yellow sashes and bows and ribbons and the armed forces in America.
0: Yeah. Isn't there a song, Tie a Yellow Ribbon Round an Old Oak Tree? Is yes. Right? Why don't you? sing us a line of no, it. No, I actually don't know it. Is it like from country dancing at school? Do you remember doing country dancing? No. You never did country dancing? Is that like a southern thing? You're from know. the south. So <laughs> they did it instead of PE sometimes and we'd dance to that, but I can't remember it. So it's a bit like, um, you know, like do-si-do your partner, a bit like a Kaylee, but we yes. would call it country dancing.
1: Right. And this was instead of netball, was it? Well,
0: so this was in junior school. So this was before you went to secondary school. So this, this only happened for those four years. We called it junior school. I don't think you guys call it middle school here.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. Yeah, we, I went to middle school. Oh. Yeah. So that's when it happened. Lots of galloping, you
0: know, oh. your partner round around that business.
1: Oh, lovely! It sounds quite good fun, actually. It, do you know, it really was. You may well, proceed. You oh, thank <laughs> you very much. <laughs> okay, so yes, yeah, so ribbon yellow bows and ribbons <laughs> completely veered off track here but the red ribbon is the first awareness ribbon so you are right when you say yes it's one of the first it is the actual first so, so do-
0: like the 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 pink breast cancer and all of those that have come later we know for loads of different causes that everyone wears which is great so they were inspired by the HIV well they say red ribbon then yeah amazing I know starting it all HIV yes
1: Yes, pioneers leading the way, that's what we like It started in 1991 in America A group of artists came together to create a meaningful symbol at the height of the AIDS crisis They wanted to show support and compassion for those with AIDS and their caregivers Oh no, my speech is already This
0: is because we've done so many of these Yeah, it's because this is the third one of the day This is what happens if you do
1: a bumper special day edition I think you're right So these artists, they were part of the Visual AIDS Artists Caucus and their website gives the history of the ribbon, which is fantastic. We'll put a link to their website.
0: Oh, so they still have that up now? Mm. Yeah, no, it's still up now, yes.
1: So they created something called the Ribbon Project, which, uh, better known today, simply as the Red Ribbon. So they had a series of meetings in April and May in 1991, and they used the yellow ribbons as inspiration. And that's how the Red Ribbon came about. The colour red was chosen for its connection to blood and the idea of passion not only anger but love and actually if you think about it that is quite symbolic isn't it
0: yeah i suppose but i guess red also like danger and that's the one i wouldn't want not be wanting. do you know what i mean
1: yes yes i think it can be interpreted in many ways but this is the angle they were going for and obviously people were angry at the time because you know it was it was an awful situation we've covered this many times before but to encompass that with love i think you know the, the good intent is there
0: I, I well i knew it was based on blood the red but mm. i didn't no love and passion also makes
1: sense and they selected the ribbon format because it was easy to recreate and wear so the original instructions were to cut a red ribbon in six inch lengths fold it at the top into an inverted v-shape and then use a safety bin to attach it to clothing such a simple idea isn't it
0: i love it and i have to say we don't sell them do we so we give them away and i know some places do it's no judgment it's whatever you want to do. Some places ask for a donation. We don't because of this premise, because the whole thought process behind the red ribbon is it should be free, uh, make it at home, wear it. So it's, yeah, it's all about the support rather than fundraising for us, I think. And they did,
1: I mean, they created these ribbons in their thousands and they they call them ribbon bees. It's like spelling bees in America. So gathering of artists, members, friends, supporters, all working together to cut fold and pin ribbons for national distribution. When requests became too large to handle, other groups were engaged to participate. So they include the Armoury Ribbon Bee Project, which was organised by artists Hope Stando and Frank Moore, in which homeless women... At the Park Avenue shelter, were paid weekly to make tens of thousands of ribbons. Obviously, it grew and grew, and they partnered with Broadway Cares and Equity Fights AIDS in June 91. And the reason they did that is they wanted all the guests and presenters at the annual Tony Awards, the 45th annual Tony Awards, to wear ribbons. They chose those awards as a way to communicate the extent that the epidemic was affecting members of their own community, so artists and performers. One of the first presenters to wear the iconic symbol was Jeremy Irons. Was it? I think he was presenting and he wore the ribbon and that's how it caught on because after that you know very quickly became renowned as an international symbol of AIDS awareness you know we've seen people uh wearing it in Oscars at the Emmys at the Grammys Anton Deck Anton Deck every yeah. year I
0: love that they wear every year without fail yes. thank you Anton Deck
1: yeah and there are other TV programs now as well you know it's you see people wearing them on talk shows and TV programs and, and all kinds of things so it's definitely the symbol for HIV. Now, it has led the way, as we have talked about, for many other colour ribbons and awareness projects. But unlike some other commercial marketing campaigns, that's not my words, that's the words of the original art group, uh, the Red Ribbon evolved as an artist or an activist project. So it's never been copyrighted in the United States, because they wanted it to be worn widely as a symbol in the fight against AIDS. And actually, their decision to not copyright it makes good sense. Morally, they're on kind of the same page as we would be. So they believe it's important to remain anonymous as individuals. So nobody gets credit for coming up with the design for the ribbon or for you know making the first ribbons. They just credit the artists' caucus as a whole. So there's no individual creator. They kept the image copyright free, so no individual organiser or organisation would profit from the use of the red ribbon and they use the red ribbon as a conscious raising symbol, not as a commercial or trademark tool. See, I like their morals.
0: No, I agree. And I think that's why I like how we, like I said before, no judgment at all. Like, you know, with all charities, we all need to make money, but I do like that we follow suit and that we don't charge. And, you know, this year, obviously when people wanted ribbons, individuals or organizations, they just get in touch with us, don't they? Same as every year, email us and we'll post them out. Won't charge you for postage because we're lovely.
1: We are lovely. And we are following the original theme or the original premise of what they wanted the ribbon to be about. So I think it's important to kind of still do that. Now, I should point out the Red Ribbon It's not solely linked with HIV anymore. There are other organisations that also use the Red Ribbon, but they came later. So it's worn to support the awareness and prevention of drug abuse and drink driving. I think that's in America. Uh, And in Canada, the Red Ribbon represents Canadians with multiple sclerosis. So it's been used for different things. But let's always remember it was for HIV first.
0: And I think it's really important. I think wearing the ribbon is so much more important that maybe people even realise, even more than raising awareness and thinking about the history of what's happened. We've had clients, and I know we've talked about this on the podcast before, who've come in and they have noticed that someone's been wearing a red ribbon. And it's, you might not know if someone's positive and they see you wearing a red ribbon out. And it's just that almost like a little anonymous hug of someone's, yes, yeah, supporting and not stigmatising. So I think it's really important to wear it for those reasons as well.
1: I and mean, you know, whenever I see someone on TV wearing one, they instantly, I'm just like, oh, they get it. They understand. Even if it's Simon Cowell <laughs> on X Factor. <laughs> He's not as harsh as he makes out. I agree with you. I think it's so important. Okay, now, why the 1st of December?
0: Yes, why the 1st of December? Mm. Because very close to Christmas, first day of the advent
1: calendar. Did you have yours this morning? Yeah, of course. Good, okay. Yes, no, I did. My um, kids, they're very savvy these days and they're much older than they used to be. So they're very aware. You know, when they were little, sometimes they'd forget what day they were opening. And um, obviously I don't want them having too many sweets in the morning. So if they'd missed a couple of days, I'd just eat them myself. Oh, so harsh. What if they were saving them for the weekend? Like, oh God, I've probably done them out of a childhood memory, haven't
0: I? They'll come back to you years later and be like, do you remember that? I remember. <laughs> Advent calendars have gone nuts these days, though. A friend of mine just received a, a brew dog. Advent, so a can of beer every day, every morning. Or she was just like, I mean, I I can't drink this much in December.
1: Oh <laughs> so Save it? them up,
0: that's fine. Have them over the Christmas period, and lovely. Or you can get makeup ones, can't you? I've seen some pork
1: scratchings ones. Gosh, I mean, it's very commercialised, isn't it? I remember the days
0: when sometimes you just get that one with a picture that your gran would get you, and you'd be like, Oh, where's the chocolate? Jeez. Still open it, though.
1: I, yeah, but I know now that you cut it these days, just open in a little picture and then, oh, it's a star today. Yay. <laughs> no, it's got to be sweets for me personally. Right. So World AIDS Day. This is interesting because I never realised why the 1st of December was chosen. The idea was conceived in August 1987 by James W. Bunn and Thomas Netter. They worked as public information officers for the global programme on AIDS at the World Health Organization in Geneva. They took their idea to Dr. Jonathan Mann, who was the director of the Global Programme on AIDS, which is now known as UNAIDS. He liked the concept and approved it and agreed that the recommendation should be the first observance of World AIDS Day should be on the 1st of December 1988. Now, Bun, who was one of the ones that came up with the idea, he was a former television broadcast journalist from San Francisco, and he thought in order to get maximum coverage of World's AIDS Day in the Western news, the day had to be placed between the US elections, which had taken place in November on November the 8th, President Bush won, and before the Christmas holidays. So he wanted all the press coverage from the election to die down. Thought, right, Christmas, the holidays are coming, so we'll go for the 1st of December. That's a really good date. And that's when they did it. But I don't think at the time they thought this would become a day every year it was solely picked that year on that date for those reasons and it stuck and then yeah we've just carried it on okay yeah that makes sense yes so now when we're like oh it's so close to christmas it was never intended to be like that every year just because the first one was because of the election
0: well i think christmas has probably just got bigger and bigger and longer and longer hasn't it it's now sort of a yeah right at the start of that christmasy shoppingy period
1: Yeah, definitely. And I mean, it's not an easy sell sometimes, is it? I'm going to be honest. Um, And I know some charities who do like a bi-yearly event in the summer around kind of celebrating World AIDS Day because they feel they don't get enough coverage at Christmas. We've not done that, actually. We always stick to the 1st of December.
0: I think it's been, if I'm really honest, I think it's been a bit easier this year because so testing week used to be the week before, didn't it?
1: Yes, HIV testing week, of course.
0: Yeah, so that fell just before World AIDS Day. And this year, that was in February. And I think next year, that will also be in February. I know we're just waiting to hear. And obviously, super important week. But I felt that sometimes World AIDS Day seemed to get a bit lost in the for all. You know, you've got testing week, then you've got, you know, advent calendars opening. I'm a celebrity starting, dancing on ice happening, I think. A ton of different things that just sort of it—it it got a bit lost at some sometimes, didn't it? Which is kind—we of, we thought we'll do a trilogy of podcasts celebrating all things World AIDS Day to mm. really highlight it. Absolutely.
1: So there you go. There's the history. That's why it's on the first of December. Well, I
0: have something to share as well. Everyone wears a ribbon for different reasons, don't they? I went away and I've asked all the trustees why they wear the red ribbon and why they feel it's important to wear the red ribbon. So I'm going to share that with you today. Okay?
1: Oh, all of our trustees are going to be part of this podcast. Yes. How
0: lovely. That's awesome. OK, so here we go. let start the conversation. Um, one of the biggest things, especially with my age group and HIV, is that people, it's kind of, People think of it as being something that happened in the 80s or the 90s. It's not a conversation that people are having enough when they're younger. To
1: raise awareness of, um, you know, the fact that a- HIV is, you know, still a um, prevalent condition. It starts a conversation. People will say, what is that? You
0: explain it's for um, International AIDS Day. People then ask about that. Um, and you can... Unlock a lot of or or debunk
1: a lot of myths. It sort of signifies to a certain extent all the trauma and troubles that have gone before um, and many people who have lived through that and campaigned and got us to there to where we are now. I think wearing the red ribbon is important to me because I think it's a symbol that HIV is still out there today and that it hasn't gone away and it's still important that we recognise that people are still living with HIV. So very different reasons like we said oh i heard a police siren in the background of one of those that I was had- recorded at our center our trustee was not being arrested
0: <laughs> that was at our center in slough
1: <laughs> yes uh, which is siren. very close to the police station
0: yes so that's why you were hearing that
1: but yes, yeah. they're good comments
0: They're all great reasons. Thank you to everyone that's worn a ribbon today and has got involved and who has sent pictures into our amazing ribbon wall. That's going to stay up now. So make sure you go to our website, tvps.org.uk, and go and check that out. So that's going to be up permanently. But, yeah, thank you to everyone who's got involved this World AIDS Day. And if you you haven't done anything yet and you think, oh, I probably should do something, if you don't do anything else this World AIDS Day, just go and have a listen. Pick one of our other HIV heroes. Just have a little listen. Just get a little bit more HIV educated. It's all we can ask for, isn't it, Sarah?
1: It is, and I think that's really good advice, actually, because um, some people don't want to wear the ribbon, or you know, they're not sure where to start. But our podcasts are definitely a good starting point.
0: De- oh, look at us—we're so getting better at blowing our own trumpet. Do you remember before when we're like, we're awful? Now we're like, yes, listen to them. And they're so educational. And I learn along with everyone else every week when Sarah teaches us all about the HIV here. And we've featured some amazing people, all so inspirational. So definitely go and do that. Well, happy World AIDS Day. And to you. And uh, I'll see you next year. I mean, (laughs) I'll see you in a minute when I stop recording this. (laughs) Doing so well. Fluffed up the end. Fabulous. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be our podcast, right? If it wasn't a bit of a mess. <laughs> Thank you for listening to HIV Hope and Charity. If you'd like to know more about the work that we do, visit tvps.org.uk. And please like, subscribe and rate the podcast if you enjoyed it.